So, hey, looky there, it's Caden Stetler and Robin Vote with Com Cheddar. I haven't listened to them since I was prospecting out on Subterrell. How's it going, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Com Chatter. Of course, with me, Caden Stetler from Rebel Cause and Rebel Chatter Podcast. And of course, with me, as always, is Mr. Robin Vote of the BrickCityBlockade.com Podcast Network. Fantastic, man. Guys, we have a lot of good, very Star Wars things to talk about you know we've had a couple episodes now telling you guys about all the great stuff we've been doing with the community and uh, all of our outreach and stuff like that but we're, we're ready to get back down to uh to the reason we started all of these things and that of course is star wars so robin i know you had some topics you wanted to address tonight buddy why don't you take it away yeah no it's one of those things when we're talking about star wars guys obviously there's so much happening in the community right now there's a lot of discussions that are happening and of course with that comes the celebration announcement. And of course, when we're thinking about celebration, Caden, you and I have talked about this on so many different occasions. There are so many different properties and just different uh, spinoffs, you could say, that Star Wars is currently working with right now. And we've heard reports, and that's really what the main part of this discussion is, guys, is all these spinoff uh, films that we have not officially had confirmed yet, but we are fascinated in getting into the deep discussion about them. We're talking about, of course, the Obi-Wan film itself. And let's kick it right into that, because Caden, you and I talked about this. What do we always say? Conversations are fantastic before we hit the record button, and it, it has been nothing but that ever since. And with Obi-Wan, the one thing that I'm really fascinated with this film, Caden, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, but of course we haven't gotten confirmation about this, but it seems like everybody is saying, you know what, this sounds like it's going to be something that they're going to run with right away. This is something that the fans, it's a popular term, they're asking for this right now. This is something that outside of Solo and how much we love it, Obi-Wan is one of those films that we know we're going to sit down and really enjoy. Caden, when it comes to what you're thinking about with the Obi-Wan film, what is your thoughts on it coming out of Solo? Because I, I personally feel that Solo did such a great job, and I think Solo uh, did a lot for what an Obi-Wan film could possibly be with style-wise. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And you know what? The, the Obi-Wan film that I would like to see is basically, you know, it can... I would like some time jumps in it, kind of like yeah. how the solar film was. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to see Obi-Wan, and people always look at Obi-Wan, I think there's a good point to make, as, you know, one of the most kind of perfect Jedis. He was never really swayed from the light in any way, shape, or form, never really gave in to those emotions that are associated with the dark side, even though all of the crazy things that he had been through. Right. I'd really like to see uh, an Obi-Wan that's pretty messed up. You know, yeah. he... I'm sure has PTSD. He just survived a war and watched everyone who was, you know, the Jedi were really his family. He watched his entire family die all, but you know, Yoda. And I think only a few that we even know that survived, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Kane and Norris and, you know, just a few. And um, I'd like to see a very, very different side of Obi-Wan that we've never seen a, a broken man. You know, he, um, he survived all this and him trying to cope <clears throat> with the fact that, as much as he wants to say he still is, he, he really cannot be a Jedi anymore. You know, he has a purpose, you know, much as Maul said in their final confrontation, you know, you have a purpose here and he really does. And that's to protect Luke Skywalker. And I, I'm very interested to see that side of Obi-Wan, you know, see him overcome all these trials and tribulations that he's gone through. You know, something specifically that I think would be very interesting to see is a very angry Obi-Wan arguing with the force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm. basically like why would you make me why did you make me train him sure look look what he's done he destroyed 
everything. And Qui-Gon, obviously, as, as a Force ghost, as we know uh, through various and, – and that's part of the great thing about the new canon is they've really explored what it means to be a Force ghost, specifically the certain point of view book. You kind of see everything at once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Time is not really an object. You're, you're just kind of one with the Force and you see all. And it would be interesting to have a Qui-Gon that you know he can't specifically tell Obi-Wan like, hey, man, he comes back and he kills Palpatine. Like – Atticon's cool. You know, he, he's doing some bad stuff right now, but um, a Qui-Gon is like, you have to believe in the force and Obi-Wan not really accepting that at first. And, you know, the, the quarrels between him and Owen Lars would be amazing. Him wanting to train Luke, you know, in the old canon, we kind of got, or in uh, Legends now, we, we kind of got that a bit, you know, that, that Obi-Wan wanted to train him, but Owen said no. That's just some of the first things. Buddy, what about you, man? I'm, I'm super interested to hear what you would love to see from a film like this. Listen, the Obi-Wan film has to do multiple things. Number one, you brought it up, Caden. I can't see an Obi-Wan film without the mention or at least the appearance of Qui-Gon Jinn in some sort of way. That PTSD has to trigger something. It has to allow Qui-Gon to come back to his Force senses and allow him to interact with Obi-Wan to really reflect upon it. Obviously, we see it with Luke. He's calling upon Obi-Wan in times where he feels that he is most vulnerable. He is able yeah. to make that connection with that Force Ghost. And I don't see it being any different with Obi-Wan. And I think for the character of Luke Skywalker and what we learned about him with the original trilogy, I almost feel like you have to do that with Obi-Wan because that's truly how Obi-Wan learned how to interact with Luke. He would have have to have had Qui-Gon Jinn speak to him and have Yoda have taught him certain ways of communicating. Obviously, we see that with the Clone Wars series, what Dave Filoni did. Obviously, Yoda had communicated and had taught that to Obi-Wan. We see that play out in Revenge of the Sith, learning how to communicate with Force Ghosts. And that is such an important aspect of the Obi-Wan film that they have to, would be honest with you, they're going to have to hit the nail on the head with it because if it doesn't seem right, it's going to come off being very weird. Number two, two, the TMZ report that came out that said that they (laughs) they were going to pull directly from the Obi-Wan Legends book. Number one, the synopsis that they used was from it. It was officially confirmed that they actually had pulled certain aspects from it. Listen, if they're going to do it, let's pull certain aspects from it. Let's not pull the full thing. Like you said, Caden, there's so much we have to explore outside of Obi-Wan. And there's some stories that I really want to get to know about Obi-Wan that fall outside of the canon. And let's bring that to the forefront of this character. And the third thing, finally, for me, is you, for me, cinematically, it, it has to be on Tatooine. It's got to be gritty. And it's got to give some real hardcore backstory to all of the emotions. I need to sit in the theater and I need to feel what Obi-Wan is feeling. That's one of the things that Star Wars does best, Caden. And I feel like for this film, whether it is confirmed, whether we don't see it, but maybe we see it later on down the road, Obi-Wan's, the film here, just really has to hit a certain mark with the fans. And it has to hit a mark in terms of what this character truly is. And that's what really has me fascinated going forward. To speak on the on the old Kenobi book, yeah, um, one of the most interesting aspects of that book really was the fact that you know when we last see Obi Wan, Yoda in Episode Three, uh, Yoda had just told him, you know, hey, I have training for you, and it's right. from Qui Gon. You know, he's learned the path to immortality, and, and Obi Wan's very excited. Like, come on, Qui Gon, you know, and yeah. um, in the book, you see that Obi Wan hasn't talked to Qui Gon yet. It's been a while. Right. And he's just kind of sitting there like, what, what is happening? Where, where are you at master? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm talking to you. Where are you at? And I, 
I think at the end of the book, I, I can't specifically recall, but I think at the end of the book, he kind of starts to commune with him, right? Yeah, there, there's a little bit more of a communication between what Obi-Wan is looking to accomplish and what Qui-Gon really wants to see him do with himself. Yeah. And then, and then when Obi-Wan gets to a point of, you know, not being so conflicted and kind of gets his mind right again, mm-hmm. you know, it starts. And honestly, and I think something with Kenobi that we could potentially see for the first time in, in a Star Wars film, which I think would be really cool, mm-hmm. is a live action adaption of something that has happened in an animated series. Now, I would love to see that Maul versus Obi-Wan duel put into a live action format. We can explain it from Obi-Wan's side. You know, we see it from Ezra's side and kind of Maul's, but we really didn't see the whole story. Like, how did Obi-Wan know he was there? He just kind of appeared. You know, it would be an interesting time to see, like, you know, where Obi-Wan's head is. I'm sure he was communing with Qui-Gon. Like, listen, I'm, you know, Maul's here. I'm, I'm about to fight Maul again. And, you know, there's so many echoes of that battle between Qui-Gon and Maul and Obi-Wan, of course, but specifically when they were fighting, like, I don't know if everybody's noticed this yet, but Maul tries to hit Obi-Wan with that same strike that uh, that killed Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. He tries to get him, you know, the middle of his saber there and kind of hit him under the chin. And Obi-Wan was just a little quicker, you know. I, I think it would be interesting to see, you know, the something from the animated series adapted into live action. What, what about you, man? What do you think about that? I think for canon purposes, it would make a lot of sense. I think that, again, there are so many different formats to Star Wars that it would make a ton of sense if we're going to take what happened in Rebels because not everybody watches Star Wars Rebels. Not everybody consumes Star Wars the same way that we do. So to take that format and put it cinematically, and also the big piece for that is let's do it, but let's find a way to just give it the backstory. Was Qui-Gon Jinn warning Obi-Wan about this eventual appearance? Obviously, he's a Force ghost. Obviously, there's a lot of things that a Force ghost, in terms of capabilities, can sit there and kind of meditate on, okay, this is where my apprentice is at. And Obi-Wan is still an apprentice to him in so many different ways. And maybe there was a time, and let's see, oh, it, it would be fa- absolutely wonderful, Caden, if we see Liam Neeson as a Force ghost. Oh, they have to. They have to. They have to. And see him meditating there and hear the noises of Obi-Wan clashing with Darth Maul and then him having this awakening as a Force ghost and going to Obi-Wan and saying, guess what? There's still somebody out there coming for you and you need to prepare yourself. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, there, there's a couple of fan-made trailers. I think there's one where Ewan McGregor is playing Jesus, I think. <laughs> um, yes. And he's out in the desert, but it's kind of perfect. And I'll tell you it what, is. that the even in that little fan-made trailer, it gives me chills because you see Obi-Wan. Well, it's not Obi-Wan. It's, I guess it's Jesus. But, um, <laughs> you know, Ewan McGregor kind of stumbling out into the, into the desert and it, the camera turns – and you hear that force theme music and mm-hmm. there's Qui-Gon. And all you hear is, uh, you know, Liam Neeson's Qui-Gon say Obi-Wan. And it cuts and you see the Kenobi, a Star Wars story thing. And I'm like, dude, this fan trailer, like they have to do this in the real trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah, they fantastic. do. And oh, yeah. another point I wanted to make real quick about, um, I have strong feelings about this Maul thing, man, because I'll tell you why. There was really no reason for them to put Maul in. Oh, uh, well, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, if oh, you people have seen, seen it by now. I hope, I hope you have, but you know you know how it goes, buddy. Of you course. know how it goes. Someone like two years down the road is like, spoilers, man. It's your fault. <laughs> right. Um, 
if you're, I mean, if you're serious about it, you'll stay away from from media. But anyway, of course, um, there's a reason they put Maul back in, and I guarantee mm. there's a reason that they're doing a Kenobi film last. You know, I, I'm yeah I'm the person that's like, oh, the Ray theory, but dude, maybe you know yeah. we we could nine that yeah, hey, Obi Wan was her father, or grandfather, father, whatever. You know, not father. That would be a little too far away uh in age wise for uh for her to be that but you know there's a reason that like the most sought after star wars film uh in standalone format is being saved for last and we've had people come out and leak like hey obi-wan's story is not over yet you know what i mean it's coming there's something they're playing with something and we all know the awesome people at the story group shout out to pablo hidalgo um they love to plant these seeds within Star Wars. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pop this right here, and then hey, guess what? Thirty years in the timeline, we're gonna resolve that. You know, these little yeah. things. And I'm telling you, I've heard the craziest theories recently, man. You know, um, Enfys Nest. Have you heard this theory yet? I may have, but let's explain it further. Well, the the fan theory, not that I subscribe to this, but is that Enfys Nest is Obi Wan and Satine's daughter, right? And I'm like, okay, no, but it's interesting. <laughs> right. dude, Obi-Wan keeps coming up and let, this is the one thing I want to throw out there about a possible Ray Kenobi theory, whatever. I'm not saying I subscribe to it, but the echoes that star Wars plays with. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of history repeats itself and echoes, you know, um, look at the battle on star killer base. Mm-hmm. That's like exactly the opposite of, of the battle of Mustafar in the cold you know and it would be a and there's similar you know things in there and it would be interesting to find out that the skywalker story really is you know the the uh saga films anyway is really yes the skywalker story but the story of the skywalkers versus the kenobis Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like those two families are so intertwined their destinies are intertwined with each other that there's just conflict between them and sometimes they're friends sometimes they're not you know, it, it's interesting. I'm I'm waiting to. I'm excited to see where we are two years from now. I mm-hmm. guess after. Oh, I guess a little over a year for episode nine. Um, a little bit to see. You know what? Where everything wraps itself up, and it, you know what? It could be nothing, but it could be something. You know? Yeah, it truly could something be something for people because that's all we really have to do right now, guys. Like and. All these great conversations, and it's almost the most fun part. I don't know about you, buddy, but podcasting in between Star Wars films is almost more fun than podcasting right after one because it's our time to just like, we're going to see if we can try and figure this out. If we go back right now, I listened to it actually the other day, our podcast before The Last Jedi, we were so far off. And that's great. (laughs) It's true. It's wonderful. I love that we were because guess what? I'd be a little bummed out if I was like, I'm going to guess this story and I was correct. You know what I mean? It kind of. Listen, there's such an important piece to what you just said there, Caden. And it's the whole idea of, you know, we've played out the Skywalker saga and we've played out everything that's happened with Luke. It's, it's, to be honest with you, the whole thing around Tatooine and what Obi-Wan was experiencing there and his mission on. Tatooine, obviously. Let's get a little bit of some Kenobi background. Let's see if there's some lineage that still sits there for him, too, because the Kenobis and the Skywalkers obviously are connected. Um, There's just such a deep connection there. And to be honest with you, I mean, they've really been teasing it in certain ways. Rogue One, what does Bail Organa say to Mon Mothma? Well, I've got this little buddy who's kind of sitting around and he's waiting for something to happen. And you know what I mean? I I mean, there's. There's references here and there 
to what could possibly be happening behind the scenes. And I think Rogue One is just a great example of it. We heard it. And then we kind of forgot about it. We forgot that Bail Organa had mentioned that. And if Obi-Wan was literally that easy to connect with, if Bail Organa could literally just go down to Tatooine and find Obi-Wan and say, hey, buddy, kind of much like Luke in some ways. Oh, you think I'm just going to walk back in with a laser sword? You know, I'm starting to wonder if we see a Kenobi film could we see a similar style to Obi-Wan that we saw with Luke in The Last Jedi, Caden? Oh, absolutely, man. And hey, I want to I want to throw a question to you because it's not something that like just like a year ago or something I found out. But did you always know that Leia was going to get Obi-Wan in the beginning of episode four? <sighs> you know, is that what she's doing? She's going to pick up Obi-Wan. Yeah, it, yeah. It, essentially, that that's exactly what Leia's goal was. Because again, I mean, Rogue One does such a great job. He says, you know, I would trust her with my life to to yeah. go ahead and run this mission. It was ne- necessarily. I think she just ended up in one place at one time, and it just so happened to be that the Death Star plans just happened to kind of fall into her path. I, I totally yeah. believe that there were two missions involved in this, and, and A New Hope does such a nice job. Now that we're this is the great thing about Lucasfilm, folks. No matter what anybody says, what, what Kathleen Kennedy, the, the stuff that they're taking, the negativity, it, it doesn't matter. Because By the way, cut in real quick. Kathleen Kennedy, I hope you don't go anywhere. You're no, she needs to stay. There. I don't want to get into that whole thing tonight because no. obviously everybody knows where our position is with all this negativity. Absolutely. But Kathleen, if, you, if you're listening, which I hope you are, you're doing a great job. Anyway, continue, buddy. I'm sorry. Just don't <laughs> throw that that was a 100% necessary interruption because it is because of her and what she's allowed with these films in terms of the canon that we can kind of go back now after watching Rogue One. And like you mentioned, Caden, to be honest with you, I really didn't think about it until after I heard that reference again in Rogue One because I was so young when I saw the original trilogy. And mm-hmm. it, just to kind of reflect back on that now, it's like, wow, there was two missions involved. And Leia basically ran into one of them and it ended up deciding her destiny in many ways. And it's so interconnected and so fascinating as a fan to sit back and say, in a way, and you and I talked about this not that long ago, Caden, what if, what if certain things happened? And I I think going forward with Star Wars, I think we do have to play those what ifs. What if Obi-Wan did this? What if Leia went and was going to go to Obi-Wan and finally bring him into the cause and the Death Star plans? didn't get to her the way they were they were meant to in the storyline. It's just oh, so yeah. fascinating to sit back and look at it like that. It, it's funny, man, because like we we think about things, and it's almost one of those things where, for you and I especially, Star Wars has always been part of us. And of I sit back and I'm like, man, I never really thought about it that way. But then you, you listen to the hologram of Leia, and she's like, my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. And I'm like, yes. oh, wait, they've said that from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I guess we just didn't really put in the context that, oh, wait, no, she was coming to pick him up. Like, that's literally what she was doing. And we know now because of, I don't know about you, but from a certain point of view is one of my favorite new Star oh, Wars books. Fantastic. Because it just covers so much. And it gives us these, and again, back to the point of our Obi-Wan film, it gives us this amazing look at Obi-Wan's death. Yeah. <clears throat> and the fact that he he was there physically yes but his mind was everywhere else in that moment absolutely you know what and the transition from being a force ghost and then his conversation with yoda right after it was just beautiful and i would love to see liam neeson be back and you know one of the most underrated and i'll i'll, 
I'll shout it out because my boy uh, Fode from Starbucks has always been saying it, man. It's one of his favorite <laughs> Jedi. I actually just got to hang out with him last week and saw his uh, new shout out to Ultra Sabers as well. His new Ultra Saber, which is the Qui Gon one. Nice. And what I've always looked at that lightsaber and been like, it's cool, but holding it, it's like, all right, this is an awesome lightsaber. <laughs> but right. anyway, he's always been one of his favorite Jedi. And I'm like, you know, I, I thought he was interesting, but when you really break it down, Qui Gon was a cool dude. And you know what? He was super ahead of his time. Luke and Qui-Gon would have probably been like best friends. Really think about yeah, it. Sure. Especially old Luke. You know, the Luke that that is able to reflect on, hey, uh, maybe the Jedi aren't the best thing ever. You know, and I, I guarantee you we'll get that nine of Luke saying, here's the, you know, eight was, here's the reason the Jedi need to end. And nine will be, here's the reason the Jedi can never end. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see that. But Qui-Gon was an interesting character. And to have more, you know, I almost, I wouldn't almost want it as a cameo. You know what I mean? Like to no. have him in a middle. It would be great if it was, Qui-Gon was a huge part of the Kenobi film. Because it should be. Yeah, you should be. Interact so interesting. Don't defy the counselor, master, council master. Not again. What are you talking about? What's that story? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I want to know. And the the one last point I want to make is, obviously I've said what, what I think. Um about what a Kenobi movie should be. Obviously that would be Ewan McGregor. I think mm-hmm. it would be a miss because I've heard rumors of, Oh, it'll be a young Obi-Wan movie. Don't do that. Don't no, do that. that's not, no, Mm-mm. no, not the right, not the right step, you know? And we're, I, I think we're going to see it. You know, we, we've seen Darth Maul come back around. Why is Maul back around? You know? Yes. Okay. He's running the uh, Crimson Dawn crime syndicate. Awesome. Awesome cameo. But yeah. there's a, Everybody right now is looking at it like, dude, this is this fits perfect. It makes sense. But I think it's going to make a little bit more sense in about two years when we're, we're sitting down to watch this Obi-Wan film. Oh, they they needed to show the fans, hey, for all of you who aren't as invested as you and I, Robin, or of course the fans listening right now. Right. Hey, Darth Maul, you know, he I literally I saw a, a meme earlier. It's like, man, literally too angry to die. That that was that was Darth Maul. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which is yes, putting it in the very simple terms. But uh it's true, man. He was he was pretty mad and he uh he just couldn't die, you know. Oh that, is that, that was the intro fantastic. to the mainstream of hey, by the way, Darth Maul, he just got some cool robot legs. Yeah. And uh I don't know about you, man. That that solo film, I guess to speak on it very quickly to wrap up our thoughts here. Sure. Um, we haven't been on exactly a, a solo review, but I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Solo was awesome. If you don't think so, I think you're kind of wrong. Um, but hey, that's your opinion. You can have it. That's fine. Um, but mine is that it was amazing. And the, the whole movie was great. But as soon as you see Maul, and I'll tell you what, I know my buddy Stephen Tillman, um, Star Wars guru. Yeah. He called right after man, and he's like, "They just said Dathomir in a Star Wars movie." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, dude. like that was amazing. <laughs> they did it so perfect, man." He mentions Dathomir. That's more, you know. I guess, I guess we can still call the the animated stuff the EU again. It's still the expanded universe. That's true. Kind of the expanded universe again, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so throw it back over to you, man. I just went on a whole thing there. <laughs> And you know what? That's the beauty of Com Chatter, folks, is you never know when Caden Stetler is going to go off and you never know when I'm going to go off. And I'm going to keep it short and simple so you don't have to go through that hell. Um, no, it's really simple. Next episode, expect it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it, put it on the docket. It's going to happen. Um, no, I, listen, Solo did what it needed to do for the fans. 
if you don't think that, then I encourage you because you've probably only seen it once in the theater. Um, that, and that seems to be the trend I'm noticing here is when I've asked people who really don't like solo, they've said, well, you know what? I went to go see it opening night and I think it was terrible and I didn't give it another chance. And you know what? Same thing with the last Jedi. You can't watch that film once you need to go back and experience it a second, third, fourth time, however many times it's going to take, because you can't judge a film by your first viewing. You have to go and see it multiple times. Every time I went to see solo, I had my nitpicky things with the film. I thought it was fantastic overall. Next time around, those nitpicky things kind of fell apart for me. I didn't notice them as much as the second time around. Solo did what it needed to do for the Star Wars fans. If you don't feel that way, you're entitled to it. Be careful how you say it online. Don't affect anybody else's opinions and don't be negative about it. But also remember, these films exist in this universe. They're giving us Star Wars. Be thankful and remind yourself that it's there for you to enjoy when you want it, when you need it. And to be honest with you, it's never going to slow down. They're going to keep cranking it out. Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm, Pablo Hidalgo, the entire fantastic team over there at Disney is going to continue to give us Star Wars no matter what you say. Yeah, absolutely, man. And of course, before we transition into plug time, I just have one little sentence I would like to say, and we can move directly into plug time after this. But sure, Kelly Marie, we love you, and we hope to see you back very soon. You're fantastic. Don't let anybody tell you different. So, Robin, unless you have something to say about that, buddy, we can move right into plug time. Um, take it away, sir. Let's do it. Plug time. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mister Vote Tweets. Please make sure to follow me over on Instagram at the official vote. You guys know the spiel with Brick City Blockade. Go over to Twitter. Make sure to check us out at Brick City SWPC. Head on over to uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and also now over on iHeartRadio for your Android and Apple device for all that fantastic listening. And pick up a t-shirt on TeePublic if you want to look stylish and look cool like you should be on Tatooine with the cool kids in the cantina. Exactly, man. And of course, you can find Rebel Cause Lancaster on Facebook under that name and Instagram under Rebel Cause Lancaster as well. You can find us on Twitter at Rebel Chatter HQ. And of course, our podcast, Rebel Chatter at rebelchatter.com and all the other great podcasting apps all across the galaxy. And actually, I want to tease one little thing here. For all of you looking at Celebration, um, this is all I'm going to say. We might have an alternative for you coming up. We'll announce mm-hmm. it pretty soon. Um, that's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Just, just let it there. And of course, you can see... Me, Rebel Cause Lancaster, and of course, Starbecue Podcast at Rumpelbrewskins in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on June 30th from 3 to 6. We're going to have a Star Wars-themed menu, which is awesome. There's blue milk. Come have some blue milk. It's great. Um, made The recipe is by Bede. Bede made the recipe. It's going to be fantastic. Awesome. You can actually catch that first at Intergalacticon in San Diego, hosted by our great friend Steve Kirk. You go, Steve. On for fans, man. you got to be there. If you're in the area, go this year. And if you're not in the area and can't make it out this year, go next year with me, man, because you better believe I'm not going to miss it next year. Um, so, of course, yes, be at Rumpel or be wings at Brewskins at Rumpel Brewskins in Lancaster, June 30th. I'll be there. Starbecue, Brick City, of course, will be showing up for it as well. Mm-hmm. You and Mr. James Brown coming down. And uh, of course, the whole Rebel Cause crew is going to be there. You know, Nick, Quinn, everybody, everybody's going to be there. So I cannot wait for that to see all you fans out there doing events, what we love to do the most. And of course, guys, until next time, may the force be with you. Always. Always.